You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into whatever electronic device you're using to hear it with. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of Couch.com, and we have reached the midway point. And I can say that because there are six episodes making up this whole top five countdown that I have embarked on in the run-up to New Year's Day. And this is the fourth one, because it's number three. And I know that sounds weird to count that way, but I gave you the extra bit. I gave you the honorable mentions. That was like six extra Blue Jays. This is really a top 11, but for the sake of being concise, only five got numbers and we're at number three. Now... We've talked about Kevin Biggio and Lourdes Gurriel Jr. in the previous couple of episodes. Go check those out on whatever podcast platform you're using. Because if you haven't, I mean, I don't know why you do it one through five. But okay, you're going to be waiting a little bit. Or maybe you just jumped in right now. I don't know. I don't control you. I just put this out there and I mean you decide what to do with it after I do so it's all you it's all you but anyway we're actually at the last batter that we're going to talk about I know spoiler but this guy was king of the Blue Jays batters in 2020 He became incredibly important from an offensive standpoint and from a clarity standpoint. Because as I said in the previous episode, there was a lot of uncertainty with a particular group of players that the Blue Jays had. And 2020 was essentially going to be them figuring out what they were actually going to do. Well, one of those players made it much easier to make that kind of decision. And he is our number three selection of the most important Blue Jays of 2020. He is Teoscar Hernandez. And, yeah... I didn't see this coming um, back in spring training. I mean, I was hopeful that Teoscar would take that step forward and claim right field because the other options were not great. They were essentially Derek Fisher and moving Randall Gritchick over to se- over from center and having Anthony Alford or Jonathan Davis play center. None of those options were appealing offensively to what Teoscar could potentially provide. And he did provide 
Very much so. Um, he got the Silver Slugger for his performance, which just says it all right there, because I believe he's the first Blue Jay to win a Silver Slugger since Josh Donaldson and Jose Bautista. Um, and, yeah, Donaldson in 2016... And then Bautista won his last one for the Blue Jays in 2014. So, it'd been a little bit. I mean, for them, you have to go back to Aaron Hill and Adam Lind in 2009. Which, that makes no sense whatsoever. And I'm a girl who calls her fantasy baseball team Adam Lind's Revenge. So... Teoscar exploded this year. I mean, there were there were modest projections. You know, maybe he could climb his batting average uh, from two thirty up to maybe two forty five. Maybe he could he could hit like twelve home runs. Well, in fifty games, he managed to bat two eighty nine with a slugging percentage of five seventy nine. He hit 16 home runs, drove in 34, but 16 home runs were tied for fifth in the American League this year. And he was so prolific with the bat, he got MVP votes. He finished 11th in MVP voting this year. In, it was a distant 11th, let's not get it twisted. Anthony Rendon had 42 vote points and Teoscar had 8. Beat out Alex Verdugo, though. So that's that's a plus. Knocking Alex Verdugo down the chain a little bit. But he made the biggest jump of any player that the Blue Jays had last season. And it came out of position where, as I said, they needed that jump. They needed someone to take the reins and show that potential. Show that they could be a part of the solution going forward and not part of the problem. Derek. And, you know... If you, if you look at his stats a little closer, it didn't look like he did a lot different. I mean, yeah, if you extrapolate his totals in 2020 to a full season, you're getting 48 home runs. You're getting 90, oh, 102 RBIs. You're getting 18 stolen bases. All not bad. But you're also getting 189 strikeouts. Because our boy Teoscar is one of those, you know, three true outcomes kind of guys. He'll either hit it out of the park or he'll strike out. Or he'll hit a single. Not much of a walker, our boy Teoscar, but... Yeah, it from that aspect, it doesn't look like he really changed much. But if you look at the way he changed his approach at the plate, that's where you start to see the differences. 
Um, we, we've known the issue with Teoscar Hernandez has been dealing with breaking pitches and being able to do anything with them when pitchers just knew they'd be able to feed him a curveball or something on strike two and he would fish and he would go down and everyone would be just shaking their heads like we knew we knew whatever this season he didn't really improve that much um when it came to facing pitches especially the slider um still had a uh weighted slider runs above average that's you know compared to the average batter handling a slider in the box still very much in a negative negative 2.7 um, below average for the Blue Jays this season. But in being slightly more selective, um, he started attacking fastballs with ridiculous success. Um, again, that weighted uh, runs per average uh, on pitches... His fastball climbed from a negative 0.1 for the Blue Jays in 2019 to 13.1. He absolutely hammered fastballs this year and hammered them hard. Much like Lourdes Gurriel, he was not making soft contact. He had a soft contact rate of 11.6, a 5% drop from the previous year. All of that went into the hard hit. His hard hit was 48.8. One of the top players when it comes to exit velocity in the season. He had a 93.3 average exit velocity. And, you know, he it's, it's just a sign of being able to barrel up the ball better than he did before. His hard hit ball percentage climbed to a new high of 52.7. Barreled up. 17.8% of balls in his at-bats. And when you can do that, when you can make fielders fear for their lives in the field, you're going to have some success. It's, it's again, it's a similar case to Gurriel where the uh, batting average on balls in play climbed up. He had a 348 batting average on balls in play but again that comes with the extra exit velocity that comes with being able to handle the straight pitches coming at you because in addition to the fastball he was hitting change-ups a lot better too pitchers weren't able to fool him on speed if it's if it was straight he was going to hit it they had to resort to those breaking pitches and Teoscar has learned enough to lay off them he'll still swing at them like you know, like I said, that strikeout rate did not change much, but he put himself in a better position to hammer the pitches he did get in the zone. The fastballs that, that pitchers were trying to sneak by for strikes. The sinker. He was dealing with that a lot better than he did in the past. Again, going to Fangraph's pitch values, he had a 6.9 Runs above average rate on sinkers. So he was hammering sinkers, hammering changeups, hammering fastballs. It really cut down on the weapons that pitchers were able to use against them. Again, slider pitchers 
all the problems. But anyone trying to sink stuff onto Oscar, he was just getting a hold of and driving. And that is what really fueled the success he had in establishing himself as a potential piece for the Blue Jays in the future. Is he a star? No. And, I mean, that's um, that's actually confirmed. Uh, Anthony Franco of MLB Trade Rumors did a little retrospective on the Teoscar Hernandez trade and just how badly Toronto um, took advantage of Houston at that time. And, and the note Anthony makes in one of the paragraphs about how Houston had George Springer, Josh Reddick, Derek Fisher, and Jake Marisnik all on hand and Kyle Tucker rising. And literally two of those guys may also end up in, in Toronto at some point. I mean, Blue Jays are apparently number, like, two, at least, in the George Springer sweepstakes. It's them and the Mets, apparently. He's going to one of those two teams. Know which one I'm hoping for. So, being able to just wreck Houston like that. And and that all goes back to using that capital in the deal with the Pirates that sent Drew Hutchison to Pittsburgh for Harold Ramirez, Reese McGuire, and Francisco Liriano. Because it was Liriano who got flipped to Houston. And again, they're using that capital because they brought in uh, Norichika Aoki at the same time to get Hernandez. And being able to use that capital got them a potential building block outfielder for their run. Now, is he going to be that? That'll remain to be seen. But... For now, he he is the guy. He is the guy you put you put your money on. And if you are putting your money on things, like if you do want to indulge in sports betting, which, you know, do it responsibly if you are. But the place you want to do it is betonline.ag. Uh, they're the newest sponsor of the Locked On Podcast Network. Um, they're helping bring you Locked On Bets on the network, and they offer a wide range of sports to bet on. You can bet on darts. You're watching that at, on Sportsnet at, like, I don't know, 3 p.m. on a weekday, and you see all those, all those big British guys, like, just throwing darts, or the Dutch guys. I think the Dutch guys are good. Anyway, you can get in on that action by going to betonline.ag. You sign up for a free account, and if you use the promo code Locked On when you make your first deposit, you get a 50% welcome bonus. So, if you deposit $20, you get $10 back. Um, so, don't wait. If you want to be someone who gets in on that action and makes those bets, go to BetOnline.com. Dot .ag your online sportsbook experts and use the promo code locked on to get that 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. You are locked on Blue Jays. Your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
Alright, so I know I kind of gushed about Teoscar's 2020, but I mean, come on. You can't blame me for that, right? It was, it was pretty good. So what are the odds of him sustaining that going forward? Well, um, sites aren't really bullish on him maintaining that 289 batting average. Um, both Baseball Reference and Fangrass see him coming back down the earth more in line with his 245 career average. They see him at like 240. But they're giving him 30 home runs. So that's not terrible. Uh, baseball Reference is giving him 27. So one above his career high. I, I think that's a little low. Baseball Reference, just, just from you to me. Because, again, I see no reason for Teoscar to change the approach that worked so well in 2019. And yeah, he probably won't be as lucky, like I said, about Guriel. A batting average on balls in play that is above 300 is usually not sustainable. And one that's near 350 is a freaking work of art. But if Teoscar can keep focus in the batter's box and keep getting that hard contact, keep being able to barrel up balls... And is able to improve on his ability to deal with the slider. And take that weapon out of a pitcher's hands. It's going to make him that much more deadly at the plate. And it's going to make him that middle of the lineup bat that the Blue Jays maybe thought they had to go and pay for. But in the end were able to develop. And he can hold the fort until, you know, Vladdy's ready to take that mantle. Um... But, I mean, if they, if the Blue Jays get Springer, that's a potential core of Springer, Biggio, Guriel, Teoscar, Vladdy, Bo. And, and maybe you put Bo higher in the lineup just because he can hit. But that top six is still, you know, really deadly to deal with. I know I'm saying deadly a lot. But that's the thing. The only, the only thing is he's got to get better at defense. I know he, I know he's got the arm, but I swear to God, I watch him. I watch him take one more wrong route in the outfield and just bobble a ball and give a guy two extra bases. I swear, I'm I'm gonna lose it. And maybe that's where Teoscar eventually ends up. Maybe following the Nelson Cruz career path of a guy who just kind of becomes that professional hitter although that that is going to make things a bit difficult for the Blue Jays because like if they sign Springer and then Grichek becomes the everyday right fielder making Teoscar essentially a DH you lose a lot of that flexibility and you're basically saying okay Vladdy you have to play third or you know Rowdy Telez is getting dealt or he's just a bat off the bench which I don't mind Rowdy as a bat off the bench but Oscar does need to get better at at reading those routes. That that would go a long way to solidifying him as a key piece of the Blue Jays as opposed to a guy who can potentially get you 30 home runs. I mean, Jose Bautista wasn't just that home run hitter 
for the Blue Jays. He played really good defense because he had to work on that when he was coming up. He had to work on that to be able to stick in the league. So when he got that regular gig, he was ready. Teoscar's had a regular gig for three years now with the Blue Jays. He knows that right field is essentially his. He needs to show up in spring training and show he's worked on what he needs to work on. He needs to work on his routes to the ball. He needs to work on playing uh, hits off the wall. He needs to not dawdle in the corner and be able to turn and fire. He's got a cannon, but he needs to point it in the right direction. If not, again, he's he's going to be that DH type and it's going to make things interesting, but it does solve, you know, how do you configure the lineup if you sign Springer and still have Grichuk and don't trade Guriel or Teoscar. I mean, it's it's still a very nice lineup, but it's not flexible. That's that's the only thing. And then the Blue Jays have to get creative with their bench. Maybe the answer to that um, is just by having Santiago Espinal up with the league, uh, the big leagues full time, and then trying to fill in around that. Maybe get a um, well, Teoscar would be your fourth outfielder, so you don't have to get an outfielder. But it'd be nice to have a Jonathan Davis around as that defensive replacement in case. So. I mean, the Blue Jays can get a little creative. It just really narrows what they do if Teoscar is that full-time DH next year. But his defense bears it out, so that's what he has to do. Get better at defense, and and if he can do that and maintain the 2020 level of hitting, he's going to get more MVP votes in the future. And, you know, that'd be pretty cool. So... That's the end of this episode. Two more to go. They'll both be dropping on New Year's Eve. Um, if you want to make sure you don't miss those episodes, subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast platform you're using. Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts, make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at LockedOnJays. Um, all the links are on Twitter. Sometimes I double up because it's easier, but, you know, the links will be there. And, you know, if you just want regular takes from me, you can follow me on Twitter at A underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb. So, so dumb. Again, that's all I have to say on it. That's how I'm feeling about Twitter lately. Just like, I don't know. It, well, maybe it's just my mindset. I mean, social media has been hard lately. There's not been a lot I actually want to say on there. This this is the most talking I've done all month. So, I, I hope y'all are enjoying. Like I said, we'll be back tomorrow with number two. And number one, I guess it'll be today when you're listening to it. I It's only tomorrow if you're in Vancouver at this point, but whatever. Time is meaningless in 2020. Maybe we'll get back to regular clocks in 2021. But for now, this is what we got. So, 
for everyone at the Lockdown Podcast Network and everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com. I'm just going to tell you right quick, now that you're done with this, uh, be on the lookout because coming to you soon to the Lockdown lineup, there will be a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from local experts. I might be on there if the Blue Jays actually do something. But it's going to be called Locked On Today, hosted by Peter Bukowski. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. So subscribe to Locked On Today, wherever you get your podcasts, and that'll be up. So do that. Follow this one. And uh, for all those people I mentioned, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. And y'all take care.